Hey everyone, this is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, Mr. Cody Lewis. Cody, how are you doing today, my friend? Dave, I am great. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and honor to be here, sir. Well, it is my honor and pleasure to have you. So Cody is recently jumped into real estate investing full time. Now that's a big leap because he didn't have a bunch of deals on the go under his belt the whole bit. He just kind of burned the ships and said, okay, I'm I'm doing this thing. And he's taking massive action, doing all sorts of great, cool things with podcasting. So we're going to talk about that, which is leaping into real estate investing full-time. So Cody, why don't you tell us a little bit about what led up to that epic decision? Because I'm I'm sure that caused a little bit of concern and consternation, not only for yourself, but perhaps for your family as well. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, I can't, we can't be where we're at today without our family. You know, I speak on behalf of my partner and myself, uh, my partner, Jackson, he has a wonderful wife. I have a wonderful wife and they, they back us a hundred percent on this. So yeah, without them, we would not even be anywhere close to where we're at today. But backing up a couple of years, I worked for a very large tech company and was very successful, very much enjoyed what I did. And the first kind of inclination of entrepreneurship kind of came out of when they shifted where they wanted to take our part of the organization and did away with our job, mm -hmm. 400 of us globally. And that was just kind of an eye-opening moment. You know, I don't have any ill feelings or anything like that towards the company. I'm still very happy that I worked there, met a lot of great people and got a lot of great training and experience. But it was an eye-opening moment that no matter what size or, or value the company has, you're still working for somebody else and they have control over your career. So that was kind of the first inclination. Fast forward a few more years, I've been chasing this particular type of job. I always want to be a solution engineer. I think of myself as a problem solver. And I love that aspect of the sales process of getting in and understanding the technical aspects of what a customer needs and aligning potentially with, with what we offer. And that's where the sales engineer, solution engineer, if you will, came out. And I, I had been chasing a career in that position for six plus years and got a chance to do that and did it for about a year and a half. But during the pandemic and kind of the lockdown, and the lack of travel, my wife and I were making really good money. And we felt like we weren't leveraging it as best we could. And her family has a background in real estate. So we started exploring those options. It just so happened that a good friend of mine from high school that I've known for 20 plus years mm -hmm. had already been passively investing in resident or I'm sorry, in commercial real estate through multifamily. Yeah. And he, I pinged him and said, Hey, I know, I know this is something you do. Tell me more about what it is you do and, and how you're able to generate this kind of mailbox money, if you will. Yeah. So we chatted and he actually, after the week long chat of kind of going back and forth said, you know, I, I think this is something that I want to do, but I also think it's something that I would like to bring you on and do with me. And that was kind of this, whoa, okay, that's different. I hadn't ever thought about that. I, I was thinking more passively, but now we're talking about being active. Right. And at the end of 2020, we sat down, he kind of presented it, the business plan and what he thought we could do. And I really took the whole month of December and, and spelled it out with my wife. We went over our, poured over our finances to make sure that, you know, inevitably when I left my job that I, we could do it. And so we had the company, we did it, we hired a mentor, we did that through the first part of 2021. And right around like May or June, it became very evident that with a podcast and networking and finding investors and all the things that goes to just starting a business and then working in real estate, 
it became very evident that the amount of time needed was going to supersede what I was able to do in my W-2 job. Okay. So we made a very hard decision to say, you know what, this is the future. This is where we're going to go. So we're going to pull the plug now and go ahead and, and jump ship. All and, right. So and, what did what did that look like for you, Cody? So you got a, it's you and it's a partner. How did you, or how have you divvied up responsibilities and what, and what are the main things that you guys are doing to get your, you know, apartment building syndication business going? Yeah, that's a great question. It's honestly, we, the first Monday, if you will, after I quit my job, my partner had already spun down his construction business about six months earlier. So he was full-time in real estate. But that first Monday, we met in his office over at his house and we live about 10 miles apart. So it's really easy for us to communicate that way in person. Mm -hmm. We had this big whiteboard. He had bought one from the local store, got this big whiteboard and we drew a quadrant on it, four quadrants on it. And we listed out all the responsibilities that we thought would make up a real estate company. And then we we tried to categorize them best we could under four different categories. So it broke down into investor relations, asset management, construction management, broker relations, and marketing. And based on our backgrounds and our skill sets that we brought to the table, after we had categorized all the things that needed to be done, we ended up with he had to and I had to. So anything that falls to marketing and investor relations, I handle. And anything that falls to asset management, construction, and broker relations, he handles. Uh, okay, cool, 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 cool. So how was, I know you're just kind of getting started in the process, well, you're whatever you are, however many months in at this point that we're doing this recording. How is that working out? And I'm just asking out of personal curiosity, Cody, I've been in business partnerships in the past myself. There's good, there's bad, there's ugly, there's everything in between. Sounds like you guys are, things are working out well. Was there, were there, have there been any hiccups, any adjustments that have had to be made along the way? How's it rolling? Yeah, no, I think anytime you're partnering with somebody, it doesn't matter how long you've known them, the business will have ups and downs. You'll have ups and downs from a like personality relationship standpoint between the two people. I think early on and credit my partner, Jackson, you know, we were, we had clashed a little bit or both of us needed to provide some feedback earlier because while we had known each other personally for over 20 years, this was the first time we'd really worked yeah. very closely this together. So to his credit, we, there were there was a little bit of friction, not much, just some friction that was caused through some some actions and things and whatnot. And we sat down and, and we just opened everything up, said, hey, this this is kind of where I stand. This is where I'm hearing. This is what I'm seeing. This is the way that it's coming across. And, and we both had a great conversation it just goes back to you got to have open communication, especially in a partnership. That is the most crucial and fundamental thing that you can have. And we found that that's kind of one of our founding principles is that we will always have that open, honest feedback and communication between each other to make sure that we're on the right path, to make sure we're aligned in everything that we do moving forward. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave Debo, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. That yeah, open communication is huge. So let's talk a little bit about the sales and marketing side of things because that juices me up. 
<laughs> so talk to me, how is that rolling along? How are things going for you guys for finding investors, raising capital? Because that's going to be a big part of the business is not only finding deals, but finding investors to fund those deals. So where are things at for you guys right now? Do you have some investors in the wings ready to go or how's that looking? And, and what are you doing to kind of generate interest from that? Side? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and I think we've heard, especially through the podcast that we have, we've heard some different ways to approach this, but the way that we approached it and the way our, our mentor suggested we approach it was that we took the opportunity to talk with our potential investors first. So I like to think of them as like our first three rings of people, which are immediate friends and family, former coworkers, colleagues, and peers that we previously connected with. People that we know or know us. So our thought and theory was, let's connect with these people. One, help them understand what we're doing. Secondly, why we made the decision to do it. But the big thing for us was we didn't have to educate them on who we are. We didn't right. have to educate them on our work ethic, our beliefs, yeah, our they, values. Yeah, they already know you guys. They already like you guys. Now you just have to work on the trust factor when it comes to real estate investing. And it was really more so the education, to your point, on the real estate of this is why we're doing this, this is why we think it's a great vehicle, why great asset class. And it was really helping opening their eyes to that. And sometimes we had people that were like, listen, you guys do really well. We've known you. We know your work ethic. We know the values that you have. If you're saying this is a good investment, I really don't care what the investment is. I want to invest. Because, um, because they're investing in you guys. Correct. Not the asset class itself. Correct. Very, very cool. So how did you do that initial outreach, Cody. What did that look like for you and your partner? Yeah. I mean, literally it was, we sat down, we went through our contact list and, and we identified everybody we thought that may be interested, or at least would fit a criteria that we thought would be a type of investor we'd want to bring on board or, or would right. want to be an investor. So we started with a very big list and then we shortened that down to what is the low hanging fruit? I'm a big fan and I come from a B2B sales background. I'm a big fan of let, let's get some easy early wins, some singles, some doubles, if you like the baseball analogy. Let's get some of those out of the way so we can get that momentum going behind us so that we can feel good about some of the tougher conversations. It's a lot harder in my belief to go and have a really difficult sales cycle or difficult sales process with an individual or whoever if you don't have that momentum behind you, it's just, a, it's an uphill battle. So yeah. I wanted to get some of those wins early. So we really, we shortened that initial list to who do we think would ideally invest or people we had already talked to and kind of floated the idea of what we we're doing and they were already interested. So we did that first. Then we went to our bigger list and reached out and literally said, Hey, I quit my job. This is why and what I'm doing. I would love to talk to you about it. Cool. So how did that initial campaign what kind of interest have you generated? How are you measuring that? Are you getting people to sign off on some sort of a expression of interest, letter of intent, something like that? Like how how do you know if somebody's really hot to trot? So when you guys do bring a deal to the table, you know who to focus on. Sure. Well, and to be very transparent, we have we are tracking our soft commitment. So we, we ask at the end of every conversation if we first establish and have established that we we know this person or we've known them for a yeah. while or whatever it may be. Then from there, we make sure that they have interest in this type of investment vehicle. And then after that, if they have kind of checked all those boxes, we ask them, hey, if we were to have a deal come up tomorrow or next week, yeah. what would you feel comfortable investing? Mm-hmm. And that's a difficult question oftentimes because you're dealing with money at that point in time. It's, it's kind of a nebulous idea until you yeah. actually try to put a dollars and cents behind it. So 
when we asked that question, we were very happy to hear that people were open about, hey, I feel comfortable with this or that. Sometimes people gave us a range. So what we do is we always take the low end of that range yeah. and we track it. We have a platform that we use. We use Active Campaign to, to manage all that process right. and we track it. And then so we have our soft commitments in there. But to be very transparent, we know from the industry and talking to other people where our number is today, we're only going to probably count on 50, maybe 60 at a high range of percent of that actually coming in. We know that for whatever reason, time of year, time funds, and circumstances change people's mind all the time. Exactly. Correct. So now, we're waiting on that one. Yeah. Here's one little tip that I've learned the hard way, Cody. And that is if you actually get them to sign off on an expression of interest, which is not a legally binding document, but at least they actually put their John Hancock on there, the likelihood of them actually investing goes up significantly versus just a verbal commitment. So just just a little tip or suggestion there for you. That, it, it, that it's on. really interesting you say that. We were talking about this the other day. So me being the investor relations marketing, I keep Jackson up on a lot of the things that we're doing or, or, or at least I'm thinking about doing. And we try to meet at least once a week. I mean, we're talking all the time, but like a yep. more formal meeting once a week. And we were talking just last week about the idea of we have this questionnaire that, that goes into, it's not an accreditation questionnaire, but right. something similar that we're going to break up into probably one or two sections and send it out to our investor list so that they can start to fill it out. It'll fill out an active campaign and give us more details about our investors, but it will also, to your point, show and validate interest in a lot of these people, more yeah. so than just a conversation. It's very easy to say yes when you're in. Yeah, person. if they actually fill out that questionnaire, that's a good you know, if they, there's part of it there says, I'm ready, willing, and able to invest the sum of up to X amount or range or whatever that is. Yeah, Correct. go a long way. One last question before we wrap up here, Cody, because time flies when we're having fun. Talk to me a little bit about your thought process and the goal behind starting your podcast. Because I know that's something that you've been very, very active with and, and you hit the ground hard, running hard with your podcast. Talk to me a little bit about that and the big benefits you've seen from, from doing that. Yeah. So the original thought process was we wanted a thought leadership platform. You know, my partner has been in passive investing and co-GP'd some deals four and a half years worth. And he brings a lot of knowledge to the table. And I've done a lot of research and reading and doing this. So we want to have a thought platform and mainly for some of our friends and family that we initially talked to, to say, Hey, this we're not crazy. Like we actually know what we're talking about. Like here, here's kind of proof of our validity on the things that we're saying or doing. Like we we do know what we're talking about. You know, I have a good friend of mine that she, you know, we've had some back and forth on, hey, this is what we're doing. And, you know, we still have discussions on explaining exactly how we accomplish it. But that was really the the thought behind the the podcast itself. What has come out of it and what I really like out of, has come out of it that I wasn't expecting was building the relationships with others in the real estate community. I've met folks like you and others through that. And, we, and my task and challenge to myself has been, how do I stay connected with them? But you know, I know these people. I reach out to them on LinkedIn or even email some of them or call and, and I can chat with them. I have open dialogue with them. And it's great to be able to build and see those things because while we may be recording for 15 minutes, I, I typically talk for about 30 to 45 minutes total. So I get to get some backstory and some 
personal time with the other individuals. So that's been the biggest payoff to me that I, I didn't realize we would get going in. Awesome. Very good, Cody. So people want to find out more about what you're up to and what you're doing. What's the best thing for, for them to do? Yeah, absolutely. We'd love for you to listen to the podcast, of course, Real Estate Unsuccess Stories. We talk a little bit about folks that have had struggles in their career, even though they're super successful now, because we think that's important to know that it's not always going to be easy in real estate. And then other than that, check us out at venducapital.com, D-E-N-D-U-E capital.com. Awesome. Cody, thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, Dave. Thank you so much again, sir, for having me. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.